The title of today's talk is The Solitude of the Heart. Let's begin with a reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. For I will take you from the nations, and gather you from all the countries, and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. If we're honest with ourselves, I think it would be fair to say that the human person is an explorer. If we think about human history, right, all throughout human history, humanity has been exploring the world in which we live in. We climb mountains. We fly across continents. We sail across oceans. We travel to the moon. And the reason I believe that we do these things is because there is within us, within our very own humanity, this restless urge to discover and to experience more of life. And if you can't relate to that, maybe then let's say it this way. Look at your hobbies, whether they are sports, whether they are, are cooking, or whether it's art. Even in our hobbies, we are always exploring new ideas, new ways to enter more deeply into that which we love. When I was 19 years old, I drove across the country with two of my friends after graduating high school. And, you know, I told people the reason was because I wanted to travel, right? I wanted to see more of this country. Although that was true, that was merely only the surface level. Because deep down, I was hungry for life. And I wanted to discover and to experience more. What is ironic is that there is a place so close to each one of us that is virtually unknown, an unexplored region by many. And that place is the human heart. Right? What do we mean 
by the word heart. At least in the West, we tend to associate, when we hear the word heart, we associate it with things like our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, or any sort of sentimental uh, aspirations or ideas. In reality, though, when as Christians, when we speak of the heart, that is only a very fraction of what we mean by the heart. Speaking of, of the heart, the Catechism says it so very beautifully in paragraph 2563 when it says, The heart is the dwelling place where I am, where I live. Then it says, The heart is our hidden center beyond the grasp of our reason and of others. And then it reminds us, only the Spirit of God can fathom the human heart and know it more fully. You know, in other words, the heart, then, is our very core. It's where the real you and the real I exist. But here's the thing, that real you or that real I that exists in the very core of our heart, it's not the I that we often present to the world. Right? We oftentimes present ourselves to the world in the roles or the functions that we play in society. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. I'm a mother. I'm a father. The reality is, you and I are none of those things. That does not express who we are in the very depths of our heart. Nor is the heart concerned with this I that society says I should be through things like opinion polls or political correctness or, or, or new trends and fads. No, the heart is speaking about you and I as we really are. Much more deeper than our roles in society and much more deeper than society even wants us to be or says who we are. St. Francis once said, he said, what a person is before God, that is what he is and nothing more. What Francis is referring to is he's referring to the heart. That who we are in the very core of our being in our heart, that is who we are before God. And that's it. Nothing more. Everything else is an add-on. is an addition. And so if the human heart is that place or that space where the real you and the real I exist, then it's safe to say then that the human heart is also a sanctuary. It is a sacred place where God dwells. 
Why do I say that? Because wherever you are, the real you, God is. And the question then is, are you and I living from this place? It's kind of funny because there's something utterly frustrating about this, right? It sounds beautiful to talk about the heart as, a, as our deepest uh, core, where we, where we truly live before God. But here's, here's the thing about this. Only God, and only God, can penetrate the depths of the human heart. In other words, only God knows who you and I really are. Your friends cannot penetrate the depths of your heart. A spiritual director can't. Psychology can't. Your teachers can't. Your priests can't. Politicians can't. Your spouse can't. That frustrates us because we want people, whether they are our spouse or our teachers or our friends, we so desperately want to be understood at our, at our deep level. But it's impossible. Why? Because the human person, we cannot grasp fully the mystery and the beauty of God's creation, which is you and which is I. Sure, we can have insights and we can have theories and thoughts. Some of which may be true, but never fully comprehend who the other person is. Even you can't comprehend the real you. Only God can. You know, so often we, we complain, we, you know, we say, nobody understands me. Well, of course they don't. <laughs> nobody's capable of understanding you. And you don't understand yourself. This is why there is what I like to call a solitude that exists within every human heart. A solitude that is placed in us by God, whose very purpose or very reason is simply intimacy, union with Him. What do we mean by the word solitude? Not a word we probably hear a lot of in, in the modern world. But let me try to explain it this way. You know, as as the uh, COVID-19 pandemic was just hitting uh, our country back in, in March, I was looking at the news one day and uh, one of the headlines caught my attention. It's, it was talking about a, a famous tennis player and it said this tennis player's name and it said, such and such is going into solitude for six weeks. And it caught my attention because I read it as this person was going off to a retreat center or a monastery or, or some place of prayer to be alone with God for six weeks. But as I began reading the article, I realized that was not 
at all what this person was doing. Basically, this, this tennis player was taking their family and they were basically going uh, in hiding for, to protect themselves from, from the COVID-19 uh, virus. And so what they were doing was isolating themselves. They were not going in to solitude, right? But our world sees solitude as, as hiding, as isolating. So what's the difference? Isolation is hiding oneself. It is turning inward, whose motivation is fear. Right? This, this tennis player was going into isolation because they were afraid of catching the virus. Whereas solitude is completely different. Solitude is opening oneself turning outward whose motivation is always love. Hence, the fact that nobody, including you, understands you is not meant to lead us into isolation as it so often does. But it's meant to lead us into solitude where we open ourselves to the only one who can understand us. The human heart is the only place where this encounter occurs. I believe that in, in God's mysterious design, the frustration that we oftentimes feel when we say nobody understands me, at least from God's perspective, is not meant to lead us to frustration or even to sadness because nobody understands me, but it's supposed to lead us into the solitude where we come before God, the one who can understand us, and open our hearts to Him. And so the question is then, how, how do we uncover, or how do we get to our heart? How do we get to this deepest self? Because, quite honestly, it's not, we're not naturally aware of our deeper self, because we, we live so often on the surface of ourselves, whether it's through our roles that we're playing in society, or our feelings, or who people are saying we should be. How do we get beneath all of that and go deeper? Well, the short answer is, we don't. It is revealed to us by God. We can't reveal ourselves to ourselves. Only God can reveal us to ourselves. But here's, here's the thing. If we are praying regularly, and if we are taking God even relatively serious, this will happen. Why? Because the nature of light is that it illuminates. Right? If, if somebody is, is, let's say somebody begins to pray 10 minutes a day, 
they are even relatively sincere in that prayer, over time, God is going to reveal more deeply to that person who they are. Because even in, the, in just those 10 minutes, that person is opening themselves up to the light. And what light does is it illuminates. You know, this is why it's not too often that I encounter that when people begin to take the spiritual life seriously, on one level, they oftentimes begin to feel worse or they feel like they are going backwards. You know, all of a sudden now, they are more aware than ever of their own selfishness. They're more aware ever of their own pride or unforgiveness that's in their heart. <laughs> and you know, oftentimes they'll say, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting worse. Am I really getting worse? And the answer is, of course not. You're actually getting better. It's what we would refer to as God's divine therapy. The, the, the reality is, is we've always been like this. We've always been prideful, or we've always been selfish, or we've always had a certain amount of unforgiveness in our hearts. But what's happening is that as we are opening ourselves more and more deeply to God's presence, God's light, it's showing us what is there. The light of God is illuminating what is going on inside of our own hearts. God has to diagnose, in some sense, the illness. He has to make us aware of our own sickness in order for us to be healed. Right? If somebody is not aware that they're sick or believes themselves to be healthy, they're not going to go to a doctor. When even though that person could be very sick, and this is why the person who thinks they are healthy is not only a fool, is not only blind, they are incapable of receiving healing. And just as a, as a side note to all of this, this is very good news here, that no matter what you or I discover inside of our hearts, no matter what the light of God illuminates, it's okay. The Lord knows what's there. He's just letting you know now. In many ways, He's letting you know that He knows. However, if there is one suggestion that could help us facilitate this uncovering of our hearts. I would suggest it's stillness. If you really want to live from the depths of your heart, if you really want to know who you really are, then we need to learn to stand still, to stop running. Stillness will reveal to you the presence of God. 
not as some distant object, but as someone very near to you. Someone who's always available, who's always present. And it's through that experience of God's closeness where our hearts and our deeper self is revealed. Saint Isaac the Syrian defines stillness as a silence to all things. In other words, by standing still, we stop chasing, we stop grasping for things, for identity, for God, out there somewhere. Eighteen years ago, when I entered religious life, I, I was convinced, I thought that my vocation was a gift that I was giving to God. And you know, on one level, that, that was true, right? Obviously, God didn't force me to join religious life. I entered when I was uh, 23 years old, so I was, I was giving my future to Him. I was giving up the possibility of a family, of a career, of the good things of this world. And again, on one level, that was a gift that I wanted to give to God. But what I've come to realize over these years is that my vocation to religious life and to priesthood is a gift that God was giving to me. And it still remains a gift that God is giving to me. And in this gift of my vocation, do you know what the greatest blessing has been? It has been a deepening awareness of my need for a Savior. Religious life, my vocation, as all vocations are meant to do, whether you're married or single or priest or religious, has revealed my heart to me. It has revealed my deepest self, who I really am. And what it has shown me or what it has revealed to me is that yes, I am fragile, I am sensitive, I am in need. But most importantly, that I am known, that I am loved, and that I'm held right now. And it's interesting because when I live from, when I pray from, and when I minister from this place, namely my heart, God's grace is abundant and overflowing. It is in like many ways walking on water. 
Because when we are living from our hearts, from who we truly are, God just carries us through life. And again, it doesn't mean we're never going to face storms or, or trials. But that when we're really living from these deeper depths of our own heart, God carries us through them. But when I step out of my heart, when I start, when I start living from my mind, when I start living from other people's plans or expectations, or when I start living out of my own wounds, everything is a disaster. Prayer, relationships, ministry, they are frustrating, they are annoying, and they're burdensome. And this is the way it should be. Because it's only when we are living from our heart, from this place of solitude with God, that we can come to know not only Him, but who we truly are as well. Let us pray this day for the grace to live more deeply from our hearts, to enter into this solitude of heart that the Lord has given each one of us simply for the reason of growing in our intimacy and our union with Him. Amen.